Welcome everybody to the Eat Sleep Elite post show where today we have uh it's it's world's end. It's it's our last pay-per-view of the year, it's our last show of the year. And Adam, I had to hit him uh, with it as soon as the show started. Adam Adam is here, uh to say the least. Uh the devil is not Jack Perry. I, I what the reaction would have been, God only knows. But Adam Cole has been revealed to be the devil. MGF is no longer champion. Um Adam Copeland won his first ever title in AEW. And uh, <laughs> it was an 11 second title reign. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, uh, if this is your first time ever checking us out, uh, thanks. Thanks for checking this out. Um, we do a normal weekly show where we kind of just review everything that happened between uh, AEW and Ring of Honor. So, but this is, kinda, this is our, our pay-per-view post show where we kind of just, Treat it more or less traditionally. We just kind of go front, you know, beginning to end, and just kind of break down each each and everything that we uh, really want to get into. But um, what we also do is we go through title reigns. Um, so we're gonna have a fun time going through MJF's title reign tonight, because I believe that's the only one that actually uh, has a new owner. So yeah, uh, let's just let's get the overall vibes in. How how are you feeling? You know, we literally just World's End just finished. Yeah, like, like this is like less than twenty minutes ago. This like, is as um, as hot as it gets. So, what what's the overall vibe you're getting right now? And and this is of course uh, my my good brother Duke. How are you doing? Yeah, what, what, yo 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 yo. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm big chilling. Uh, I I I really enjoyed the show overall. But I will say this about like let's see about up until about. Up until about the Swerve Strickland match, bro, I was getting a little worried. I was like, man, did the injury bug just fucking tank this show, you know, like, and mm-hmm. and yep. when, when Swerve got out there with Dustin Rhodes, you know, we'll talk about it. But when that match hit, I started to really pick up with the show. And I don't think it ever really slowed down from there at any point. It kind of just was up, up, up. And thankfully, you know, it, they kind of front loaded the bullshit at the beginning of the show, which made it suck for like the first hour. But like the first hour is usually eh on pay-per-view yeah. anyway they opened up with a good match though and um i think maybe the pre-show just didn't get me going enough i'll we'll, we'll talk about well we won't talk about the pre-show there's like one thing we'll talk about on it but everything else yeah. is like Whoop. it was it was yeah it yeah, was uh, a pre-show I, it, it was I'm, a pre-show I, i'm with you i think i think i'm excited right now because you know the last three matches of the night really were were good and they kind of they set the tone, I think, for the night. Uh, hopefully, that's how we remember it. Um, so yeah, before let's uh, let's jump right. This in. wasn't we, the I, best pay per view of the year. We'll put it like absolutely that. not. Yes, no, this was. Yeah, but some of the stuff on it could make your final stuff of the year if you wanted it to, depending on how hundred percent, hundred percent. So with zero hour, we get the announcement that Dustin Rhodes will be taking over for Keith Lee. Keith Lee is injured. Um, AEW's had an fucking Bro, since arthur rash 2022 apparently man go yeah. to the fucking doctor keith jesus it, yeah um so keep an eye on keith lee what's whatever's going on with him uh he couldn't make the match tonight um but we, that was not the only thing that we had before the show there was like three hours where it felt like there was something out of every corner of the internet that was happening with aw we got some very serious chris jericho allegations that were going on and we had word that Andrade is going back to WWE. So it's like 
And then, and then the Keith Lee thing. So I saw people. And being we like, have like so that that match specifically. I'll just jump to that when we were when I was watching Andrade versus Miro with the, all the fucking rumor around Miro being just like the parachute guy. You know, like yeah, it just felt like you know that match that fucking uh, Brock Lesnar and who was it? It was Brock Lesnar and somebody else. It's Brock and Goldberg. Brock and Goldberg had this infamous fucking match that they ended up having to run back later. And it ended up working out great for Goldberg and for Brock, but like. Fucking Christ, that original match was just buried by the fans. They didn't go that far. They they gave the guys reactions, but like it I felt- AEW has set a good precedent of even even when they're leaving, you yeah, they do that, the right that's thing. usually when they put on their best match they've had. Like, just like usually. just like with Jade a couple months ago is a perfect example yes. and Cody Rhodes right before do that. Do I think they got there with that match? We'll talk about it, but I, yeah, I, we'll yeah. see. So just to set the table for the before show. Uh, we jump into zero hour, and eh, there's not much going on. Like, for some reason, it was 90 minutes this time. No idea. Well, Again. I think they started at 6.30, and then they talked right? for like 20, 30 minutes, and then yeah. they do matches. So Stokely, I think it's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, Stokely comes out at 7, so it's like our wrestling's getting started. We got a Willow and Chris Statlander match where I, it was pretty solid. They had an exchange that they clearly were way off. And yeah. I've, I've seen that uh, already circling the internet, people yeah. trying to poke fun. And it's like, yeah, yeah there's no really defending that. Uh, something happened there that wasn't supposed to happen. And Bro, th- this makes me think of that TikTok we mentioned on the pre-show earlier. Though. Like, they literally cannot catch a break if they do everything yeah. else perfect yeah. and one thing goes it was It like... was in uh, like a 10-second sequence in – I'll get you the exact time. This was, was, this was way it less It was a 10-second sequence in a 13-and-a-half-minute match, and that's all I've seen people talking about. And, like, that 13-and-a-half-minute match for, like, the NXT <laughs> women's division right now is the whole 13 minutes. Is, well, it doesn't go 13 minutes because they can't do it. I mean, like, just, you know, yeah, like – So it's – Like, I two thought, of them can. Like. I thought the match itself was fine. I think Willow getting the win here is pretty cool. I, I'd like <laughs> to see what, what they do forward with Willow. I don't get and, this whole Stokely thing they're doing with it right now. I – I, whatever it seems Stokely. just like Stokely is always in the weirdest yeah. storylines man like he's actually good but he always gets put in these weird ass storylines where like it doesn't go anywhere and he ends up getting cut out of the story <laughs> like, i feel like that's gonna happen again yeah, yeah agreed <laughs> uh we then get our video package of serena g uh serena deep where she is in a straight jacket saying she's been studying the women's division since her time off she's escaped the straight jacket and was shown training as well the woman of a thousand holds the professor of professional wrestling is ready to return Fuck yeah. Let's go. I'm down. I really enjoy her work. She's a legitimate technical wrestler. Fuck and it. If Riho's going to be around, run a, run, run a fucking feud with them. The last time she wrestled a Japanese wrestler, it went fucking amazingly. So go yeah. for it. Or so, Yuka. Let, fucking let's run it. Um, We get the uh, 20-man battle royal. So here we go. The names. Dan Housen, Lance Archer, Rocky Romero, The Butcher, The Blade, Andrew Hydrate. Uh, Hydrate, <laughs> Darius Martin, Christopher Daniels, Matt Andretti, Menard, the throat goat. <laughs> hey you, hey Brian I didn't Keith, say it. I saw it in Kip, the chat. Kip Sabian, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, Angelo Parker, Lee Johnson, Johnny TV, Dalton Castle, and Serpentico with our winner Killswitch. As soon as Killswitch came out, I don't know about you, most I, he was winning. There wasn't I mean, a I single other person winning. in my I, mind. I felt that, but I, I just was like, when he came out and no one else came out, I was like, oh, there's like literally nobody in. Yes, no, okay. this, this was a. Uh, I think Dalton Castle was out in like less than thirty seconds. No Second joke, person like, eliminated. Pain. <laughs> so like when now he's out, I'm like, oh, okay. So oh yeah, this dude. Is what we're doing. I was like, if there's a shock winner, it's Brian Keith, and maybe we get the graphic. But now nah, it was, cool, it was yeah. kill switch, and we actually saw a play out tonight, which which was pretty fun. So. 
Um, yeah, the, the way it worked out was like oh, it was fine. But yeah, like, it, it made a lot of I was sense. Like, what the fuck? Why did we even have this? Like, uh, we have Hook and Wheeler Yuta for the FTW title under what FTW a fucking rules. disappointment this match was, bro. I'm sorry. I was actually just about to say, I yeah, I was not really able to see this match, so I was gonna I was gonna ask you to take the lead here. It was just a Look, disappointment. They huh? did, uh, they did some good street fight stuff, and there was some like good stuff in there. I don't know. I just I was I I think because this was on the pre-show, I didn't feel like it got that much time either. Like at the end of the pre-show, so like I don't know. Maybe I was just like it got the lowest amount on the entire pre-show, ten minutes twenty seconds. Yeah, I mean. Wheeler Wheeler is good. I don't know if Hook is I hate to say it, but we've had like a couple of years of Hook now and he's never impressed us like spectacularly, you know? He needs he needs a jolt. He needs a jolt big time. Which is crazy cuz he's got like a, he's got like the perfect set for like AEW loves the kind of wrestling he does. It, I think his biggest problem, Charlie, is they, they'll use him once and then if he's gone for the next like 4 months after this, like it's you know what I mean? Like it's it's what they always yeah. do with them. Like yeah, he's constantly trying to be an water. attraction. I just don't think he is in that way. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong. He's constantly just treading the mid card and sometimes even under. So, all right, guys. Then we get into the actual show where we are joined by Excalibur Taz and Nigel McGuinness. And I believe you you were pretty excited about that right away. It uh, didn't last long, though. Yeah. And uh, no Kevin Kelly tonight. I was a little sad about that, but. I was glad that I think when they go to pay-per-views, this if you're going to have a trio, I like this trio. However, if they were to just you know, swap people in and out, I would like to see Kevin Kelly get put in here sometimes. To me, his voice is just, it feels big. But uh, I feel like Kevin Kelly should be a guaranteed on both Forbidden Door and uh, Wrestle Dream, and then yeah. like scatter him throughout the rest of them. Like I don't yeah. think I need him on every show, but those two he needs to be on. Like like does. where Danielson filled the role tonight, I think you can have Kevin Kelly in on other nights fill that role. And Danielson did fucking incredible, which we'll get into. But okay, our opening match is the eight man All Star Tag. We have Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Daniel Garcia, Mark Briscoe. Defeat Switchblade, Jay White, Brody King, Roosh, and Jay Lethal. Brody King lethally assaulted Matt Menard on the mic. Holy shit, that was brutal. I clocked him after the match, too. Yeah, he's that, that, woof. I think that's a match we get on Dynamite or or Collision or something. Our first time ever seeing Jay White and Brian Danielson in the same ring. That was pretty neat. Give me that match, please. And I just felt like we're one step closer to Daniel Garcia joining the Blackpool Combat Club and... If they if that's a storyline we pick up again in 2024, I think it would benefit all involved. I really think that would be a fun fun way to go. And um this match ends with uh it was Lethal tried to cut off Garcia. He pulled out the legs and got a roll up for the win. So Garcia uh rolling up Jay Lethal. Um, any other thoughts you had on this match? Yeah, you nailed this in the uh, predictions we did earlier. You literally were like, bro, Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe are just here to eat the pin, right? I was like, ah, I don't know. Garcia could get like a crazy win, like tapping out Brody King. And you were like, uh, okay. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened, which is fine. But Garcia getting <laughs> the win is is good. That was the right move. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. This, this was just a this was a fun opener. You know what I mean? This this I I think AEW does a really good job of setting the tone, right? And that's what this match served as. It it got everyone excited for what's to come. And then we get Miro versus Andrade, where 
vibes were kind of weird. I will admit, and I think even the crowd, they felt a little weird for a moment, but that quickly got shrugged off because the crowd was instantly into it. Like, I'd say three minutes into the match, they they were with him till the rest of the end. Like, till the, till throughout the rest of the match, the crowd was with him. And, um, yeah, CJ Perry ends up turning on Andrade, and Miro picks up the victory. He submits him with the game over. Uh... You know, if this is his last match in AEW, uh, the Continental Classic was one hell of a fucking run. And, uh, you know, good luck to him in his next step, I guess, right? Uh, because yeah, if if he never got this Continental Classic run, there kind of always would have been that in the back of my mind of, oh, it just felt like it was always, you know, stopping oh, yeah, and starting If he doesn't ever get this, his run in AEW is one of the missed opportunities of a lifetime. I remember it, that saying that to you when he was on the yeah. run. He was on this year on Collision when he finally came back after we hadn't seen him since, like, God, the middle of 2020. He'd have those random life. matches with, like, Buddy Matthews, and it would yep. steal and the show. awesome matches. It'd be one of the best matches of, like, every couple months, and they'd ah, we'll just see him again soon, you know? And same with uh, Miro as well. And, you know... I, I think they both needed this match in order to kind of reset themselves, like going yes. forward no matter what happens. Um, but yeah, I think on Jade's legacy without the Continental Classic and the run that he went on on Collision this year, bro, it's it's at least in AEW, it's not secured. And he would probably be walking into WWE with a completely different mindset, you know, like. Let's hope we can just get a, let's just let Miro and his wife be a duo. Like just, just. Why we don't need to do this weird shit, man? We, they have good chemistry together. They're fucking married. You know what I mean? Like, let's just let them run. Let's let's let them do the damn thing. Let's get a legit program with them. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Miro ending the year with a pay per view win. Hopefully, he's a step in the right direction. I would like to see him, you know, in spots this upcoming year where we can maybe see him in the Continental Classic. And he's just a fun wrestler, dude. Like, he's fun to watch. I enjoyed this match. Meaty men slapping meat. Like, it's just fun. We jump into Timeless Tony Storm taking on and defeating Riho to retain the AEW women's title. Um, Storm controlled pretty much most of this match. Like, that, Riho was able to get a comeback at one point. But Storm, she... she I'd say like 85 to like 88% of the match was in her control. And like we were kind of saying, the crowd yeah, is so feels into like this a character. Stop for Riho, bro. She's going to be back in Japan like next week or something. You know what I mean? Like, I know it really feels like she's just, she's here. We're going to get her for a few weeks. That's it's why I'm going to awesome her against Serena, bro. Give her like a program. Like, you yes, know what let's mean? get like, her a non-title program, please. Um, But yeah, Tony Storm is, is seriously so fucking good. She is. Yeah, she was good. She is truly. Just this character has changed her wrestling style. And she, she wrestles like an old school, like, like she God embraces damn, it like, so much. Like, like uh, you, you forget this is the outcast you know, like, Tony Storm sometimes. It's just a different style. It's crazy that that was like less than six months ago that she was like wearing the green, like, shit and like the spray paint. And God, remember six months of spray paint, bro? That was amazing. Great television. <laughs> Um, <laughs> post match, uh, Mariah May celebrates with a bucket of roses. She's 
looking incredible. I thought it was going to be like a bucket of like fucking manure or something. Where I was like, is it happening? Is uh, she so, turning immediately? So, but we do get uh, Mariah May versus Rio this week. So that'll be fun. I, okay, I hope so. Uh, she's not gone immediately. You know, I hope we get the world uh, kind of starts to see how good Mariah May is because we know. But there's a lot of people that have never, ever seen her take a bump. So like me, that, for example. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. Wait, did I see a match with her? Was she on the any of the cards that we watched? Yes. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, she She's, was? Okay, I have seen yep. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. She tagged with Julia in something we watched, right? There also that's appeared right. to be some new Dynamite graphics, which look kind of cool. But if we get new Dynamite graphics literally every year, bro, that's a good, that's a good waste I'm of I'm fine money. with it. I'm fine with it. It, it looked kind of cool. Like, it looked much bigger. So, I mean, I, I will say, I Collision has some great graphics, but... I, the, I, I, they should do loved... that thing. Didn't they do a thing this year where, like, on the anniversary of Dynamite or something like that, they brought back the classic graphics? Like, that, oh, that yeah. would be cool with that. Yeah, yeah, when they went to dailies, yeah. Uh, God, that was awesome. I, I love those little throwbacks. I thought uh, I would hate it, because I hated the old graphics. That's why I wanted them to change them when they did, like... But, like, they, it was fine. Paint splatter. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lexi Nair is backstage with Dante Martin. Said he's been doing good, but not great. Getting injured, put a stop to his momentum in AEW. Orange Cassidy walks in. Martin immediately accepted the international title reign against uh, international title match against Cassidy for Wednesday on Dynamite. Dude, I I Orange Cassidy is in such a fucking weird spot right now. It's almost like limbo, but like he's also every match he's having is still good. So it's like yeah. I don't even know what to think. Like. It's, it's, they should have just not strange. run it back with him the same exact way. We, no, we both said that. Let's just put this on Dante. What, what the fuck could it hurt? It literally, Honestly, I don't think it could hurt they're anything. They're not putting the trios titles on them right now, and I don't yeah. think they're going to in Ring of Honor either. So, uh, even, even if they did, having the international champion appear on Ring of Honor that helps would also that. would be a good thing, yeah, yeah. Well, then we turn into the problem of maybe he doesn't show up in fucking Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, the classic. So it's, you know, yeah. like... We just went no, no, three no. months with only one champion we, we, there. We don't so. want to book ourselves back into the same corner again. Jeez. Like, hey, at least now we know the Kingdom are Ring of Honor champions. Yeah, that's right? huge, actually. I was about to say, we've been asking for that for a while, like, you know. Since, yeah, so since that, that's nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's really weird. I mean, if you guys have been following us for a while, we were so into this uh, previous Orange Cassidy title reign, and... I mean, don't get me wrong. I still absolutely love the guy, but it's just weird. Oh, he still has the greatest. They, they announced of this match in the history of wrestling. I think, but like, it's you know, like <laughs> they announced. Yeah, they announced this match. It's it's like one of our guys versus one of our pillars, and like I was like, eh, cool. Like, yeah, like, if yeah. he doesn't win it, do I care? Like, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why am I feeling like this? I was like, I don't know. Well, hey, moving on. We had Swerve and Dustin Rhodes. This was the shortest match of the night. Outside of the 11 second match, of course. And uh, Swerve beat the crap out of him before the match, including a cinder block. Beat the crap out of him during the match. The crowd is absolutely loving Swerve Strickland. And, uh, <laughs> dude, he's, he's, he is legitimately, this felt like the top guy beating up some jabroni who thought he could it get It does his feel way. a little fucked that when Swerve goes after the world title, it won't be against MJF. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. feels like those are the two biggest names, you know what I mean? In that could now it's possibly be against go up against Samoa Joe. Hell of so what what do you think of this one? I mean the cinder block spot was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I love seeing um, I love seeing his vicious side, you know. We were both talking about this match at the time. Like we weren't like vibing super hard with it at first, but um no. I, this I, the way I wrote it in my notes, I think there's a typical performance. A typical performance from Dustin. He did a really good job of just selling here and, you know, also uh, doing what he had to do to make um, it look like he wasn't just like giving up the win, you know what I mean? Like, 
Um, yeah. I I just, it fucking kills me that we still haven't gotten the match, Charlie. It just fucking kills and, me. Inside. And at this point, I don't know if we ever will. No, and at this point, you just, you got to move on. There's no way. Sadly. If you go back to it now, they will, because like, AEW like, does I'll tell that. you what, maybe if Swerve is having an incredible world championship reign, yeah, you, no, can, if, you can if bring he it needs up. To, if, you, if you don't want Swerve to be like a six-month-plus champion, which I don't think they do, probably more than likely, um... I would have him hold the championship forever, but that's just me, you know? Um, but, like, if that's not your plan, or if you're, like, you know, six months into it and you want him to drop it or something, that's, yeah, yeah. but, like, fuck, man. Who knows how long Keith Lee's even going to be gone for? By the time he gets back, I think you just need to put him on a collision course for some kind of championship of some kind. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's... But the match itself was good, so, you know, and a big, I mean, it's a huge, you know, I mean, I think he'd beaten him before, but this is still a huge win for Swerve in his career, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and um, that's something we'll, uh, yeah, I- I'm excited to follow that. It's going to be one of my favorite things to look forward to in the new year. I forgot to mention this off the top. Okay. If something crazy happened in the media scrum, it's it's like ongoing right now, so we, obviously, that hasn't happened for us. So, you know, if there's a uh, brawl out 4.0, however, no, however many we're up to, fuck it, 6.0, uh, we don't, <laughs> we haven't obviously had it yet. So, um, if you guys came here looking for, oh, what are they, are they going to talk about a Samoa Joe shoot fighting fucking action Andretti in the press conference? No, uh, we didn't, we didn't see it. So, what a couple of names, huh? Um, weirdest match of the night. Chris Jericho, Sting, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara defeat Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Powerhouse Hobbs, Kanosuke Takeshita. I don't think I've ever felt the energy this fucked in an AEW match. This was weird. This was absolutely fucking weird. Um, Ricky Starks flick, flicking off Jericho. Sting being the only thing getting a reaction on the one team. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshita hit this uh, suplex with two different guys. We didn't really see them... I mean... Luckily, Taz, you know, will always talk about, yeah, I still talk to my team Taz guys. So that was nice. Big Bill looked good. Um, it's just between the Don Callis family and Chris Jericho, it, this was just so weighed down. And now, yeah, it, bro, this was, this was an example of a match that should not have been on the show because it, there was no, I mean, they, they couldn't have predicted the Jericho thing, obviously. Like, no one knew that was going to break today, but like, fucking Christ, like, you have, you have, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, who are on shaky ground as champions, let's be honest. We all love them that watch they're, the Yeah, they're not hot right now. But they're they not are the not biggest hot. act that's ever been tag team champions by a long shot. I think even Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have them beat, you know what I mean? So, um, but, which is saying a lot, because, you know, like, I think the only worst title reign, and, and the quality of matches is not even comparable with the Lucha Bros, but, like, I think that one just didn't have any real storyline. That one's just forgettable. Yeah. yeah, this one isn't as forgettable as that, but God, it's, it's pretty fucking close. Anyway, and then on top of that, you have the fucking uh, guys that are literally being weighed down by the fucking amorphous being that's just blood-sucking tick that is fucking Don Callis, you know what I mean? Like, and just the charisma vacuum of Don Callis, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's it sucks because like they had a good match you know i wasn't even mad at what jericho did in this match he was fine you know what i mean like um i'm mad at jericho for different reasons let's talk about jericho uh he you know they sang the, the crowd sang judas which i thought was interesting but then immediately as soon as the music ended booze so he was out of the building 
And every yeah. time he tagged in or did some offense, there was booze. There's uh, fuck you, Jericho. You could tell people in the crowd or in the ring did really didn't know what to do with it because it's yeah. not like real reaction. They had no idea. pissed at him. Like, yeah. You know, like. And and to, to cap it all off, I mean, I understand trying to stick with your storyline, but you have Sammy Guevara pin fucking Ricky Starks. Like, dude, come the fuck on, man. What are we doing? What are we doing? I can tell you exactly what we're doing. Jericho said on, what was it, Dynamite or Rampage, whichever show it was, he said, I'm still going to get my title shot regardless of whether Kenny comes back anytime soon, and now he's pinned one of the world, one of the world tag team champions. That's going to be his tag partner. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. We have the greatest tag division on the fucking planet, and yet our feud for the tag titles is going to be four singles wrestlers. Do you think somebody asks Tony about Jericho in the fucking media scrum, or do you think they have no balls to do it? It's, it's a mixture of no balls... Someone will. Someone would do it. Yes, but if they it should be one of those local reporters, that they might have been prepped beforehand. Like, are they going to ask about CM Punk? Are they going to ask about Chris Jericho? We, I don't know. I, yeah, I, bro. I tr- the fucking asshole that didn't ask Dax Harwood about CM Punk needs to be fired from whatever fucking company he works for. I don't care if it was like in relation to the Jay Briscoe match that you don't. You're not going to get Dax like. We all knew before going into that show that there was probably not going to be FTR on this next pay-per-view because they hadn't been on TV at all and they got brought in for the J Tribute match. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, you should have asked because you're not going to get a chance to ask now because Tony's not going to... What happens when you ask Tony Khan that question, Charlie? Oh, I, I'm not going to answer that. I can't. You know what I mean? Legally. It's like, okay, like, so... And he even doesn't answer questions about shit that he doesn't have to not answer. He just doesn't, you know respect to tony khan for for keeping to his guns but he just doesn't give answers a lot of times you know what i mean like um yeah so uh, biggest l of the century not asking that question because we probably never get an answer from these guys now you know like um because dax will answer that question i'm sorry i don't care what the situation is you would have answered it you know what i mean like anyway yeah i i don't know man Uh, the, the match do you have anything to say about the match like i thought it was like i said i thought it was okay like i don't know there was one spot where uh, Hobbs was. Who is it? Hobbs and somebody chucked Darby like he was a fucking sack of. Yeah, meat. yeah. Hobbs and Bill. Yeah, this is this is one of the. Uh, this is a weird, weird fucking match. So yeah, no. I, like I said, the Takeshita spot was kind of all I'm. I'm, I'm going home with here. And uh, the, there yeah. was CM Punk's chance after the GTH, but those got booed. So okay, our next match is a feud I've actually been really into, and that was Julia Hart versus Abaddon. And That's again, a fucking, I think this is spooky chance, bro. This is spooky. And, and the crowd <laughs> at first, it felt like, felt like they didn't know what to do with this match. Um, we had the, this is spooky chance, but after that, they were kind of just, you know, letting it happen in front of them. It, it, I was looking hey, at the I crowd. Would let, I, I would let a lot of things happen in front of me with these two ladies. I would too. And it's just like, you know, I, I thought I was trying, when I was watching this match, a thought that came to my mind Sorry, was with, with, with these two, I should say. It's just I was I had I had a thought and I was like, uh, what's the story that they're trying to tell with this match? Like, what am I what am I what am I learning in the ring, right? And essentially, what I what I ended with was, you know, Julia Hart is this champion that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter your record, and they made sure to mention records. So what uh, what does that mean? I don't know. Well, huh, we'll keep an eye on that, but. She doesn't really care who who's who she's facing. She's gonna go out there and she's gonna fucking if she has to cheat, she'll cheat. And she cheated. 
she had the help. Um, they they gave him some time. I appreciated that because I was worried this this would be six minutes and they wouldn't have like anything to tell. But yeah, I I I will say in a thumbs up thumbs down world, I would give this match a thumbs up. I don't think it delivered on the level I thought it, it had the potential to. Nah. But there there were moments. There was like a fifty second sequence where I would say though they really started it, cooking, and it was correct. mainly Abaddon doing the cooking. I would th- I was thinking while watching this match that I think they delivered more than Sky and Rio or Sky and Rio when uh, Tony and Rio did. As much as I liked that match, I don't think it really got going ever. And this one, I felt that like was just one sided. That yeah, the problem with that match, it was way too one sided. This was more competitive. I will agree with that. I want to say this about Abaddon too. They are one of the like most underrated re- wrestlers in the division right now. Yes, because like. First of all, shout outs to a non-binary wrestler out there that's actually fucking doing the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. Um, it's cool to see. And so, but it, beyond that, like, <clears throat> we had the sky blue of it all, which is obviously, you know, um, it's new. So we we figured it was going to happen. Yeah, like it, it. I didn't. When it happened, I wasn't like upset. I was just like, okay, fine. Yeah, whatever. It's a no. It's a no disqualification match technically, so that's fine. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of a lot of gimmick matches tonight. Actually, I mean the house rules obviously expect to happen when it's Julia, but like it's you know, the was... the rule allowed was biting, which they did they did use. Yeah, I mean that's fair, you know, and it makes sense that that's what Abaddon would go for because she's just a freak unit. Or sorry, there's just a freak. God, I'm fucking it up. I you know I literally just looked this up today because I kept hearing fucking Excalibur say it, and I was like, wait, do I have this wrong? And I did. So shout outs to me being a fucking idiot of all people. You know what I mean? All right. Um, <laughs> But it was it was cool, and e- even when Abaddon didn't really even fuck with Sky Blue, like Sky Blue went under the ring, Abaddon grabbed her ass, beat her up. Now, did that cost in the end? Yes, it did. So, could we see this ran back? I hope so. Um, but maybe not right away. I-, I would like to see Abaddon now. Hopefully, not fall into the depths of hell. Yeah, she, we never seen her again. The, sorry, they they've been in the past where they've not been able to um like actually um get any momentum going, and they just get left like exactly in the, in the background and not, not used again. The last time that happened with with Abaddon, they were injured, so that was not on. I mean, that's not really their fault. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah, that happens. So I think and if, I would hope yeah. with how they were using Abaddon beforehand that they get the opportunity to continue to do that. Because I think, I mean, we've seen that they... feels like they're in a position now where they can build upon this. This is another one of those people, like, Sky Blue was on Dark very much, and we got to see how much they were good, how good they actually were, you know what I mean? Like, and me and you would always talk about it. I was like, how is Abaddon not on TV every week? This is crazy. Like, they literally put on great matches on Dark, which is hard to do, because who even has the fucking motivation for that? You know, like, let alone does it every week after week after week, you know, and has something unique, so don't throw that away, is what I'm saying, like... So I just checked uh, the scrum for the media, or like a thread for the media scrum. It hasn't even started yet. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, they usually don't start right away. It's not like, I think they used to do that, like, a yeah. lot closer to time, but I think they give the wrestlers time to, like, because a lot do of the times move. they bring out MJF if it was the champion, and they're probably going to bring out Joe, like, pretty quickly, because I would assume they want to get the fuck out of the building, you know, like, because I've been there exactly. all day. So... So that brings us to our last three matches of the night, where the, I the think trio of just <clears throat> I think this is what the pay per view is going to be remembered for. 
we open up with Adam Copeland defeating Christian Cage in a no DQ match to win the TNT title. Dude, these are badass old motherfuckers going out there and being badass old motherfuckers. Adam Copeland well, if I had was in told his... you that two like forty plus year old motherfuckers <laughs> were gonna go out in a no DQ match on a pay per view, you know, right? And have a better match than like half the fucking young people on the crowd in the uh, card. Be- better than the All Star Tag, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have been like, what? What? <laughs> the Continental Classic Who? Losers, fucking, you know, uh, like consolation prize. A match you with mean, Danielson like... and all these guys would be like, who the fuck are you talking about? Um, Literally, <laughs> they they had. See, when we talk about wrestling, can tell these different, like the smorgasbord of wrestling. It's shit like this. Nah, bro, it's Dude, just this Canadians, was, like, bro. Just awesome. hire all the Canadians, bro. Nah, Dude, fuck it. It's all so Canadians. Cool. It was so good. I was so into John this John Moxley, match. honorary Canadian. No, he, he literally is an honorary Canadian. Um, <laughs> uh, they they quickly, they went to the ramp right away. Uh, Christian Cage's new theme, like, uh, entrance. I, that was my first time seeing, uh, and it just ends with father. I was like, okay. That's oh, yeah, incredible. With the, with the different, like, yeah. yeah the, generous. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like father. I was like, okay. I think they keep changing it, too. <laughs> so, uh, Copeland ends up taking some some tri- <laughs> sips of uh, a beer. Nigel was tra- talking nah, he trash. He slammed that shit, bro. He, he did, fucking, he did. He fucking chugged that shit, bro. Shit hit him hard, too. He drank, he drank that shit. He fucking handed it back to the dude. He was like, damn. Nigel was uh, talking some trash, and Adam tells him to fuck off. Crowd starts <laughs> tanning uh, TLC. Yeah, they're they're fighting on the floor. Um, uh, Cage is getting sent uh, knee first into the steps. He Cage, you know that cowardly son of a bitch. He escapes through the crowd. Nick Wayne gets attacked and beat up as a result. Um, Adam disappears. He shows up on an upper level section. He dives off onto Cage and Wayne. They get back to ringside. Uh, Adam's walking around the barricade. He hits a diving clothesline. There's ten corner punches in the ring. He's he's. Uh, Christian sidesteps a spear. He sends Adam Copeland shoulder first into the post, uh, which I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a pretty cool spot." Every, the spear is like so easily countered in in lore, but like they always but do it, fun it, stuff. When you're it. good at hitting it, though, like it's the one shot move. Like Roman Reigns' yeah. spear, fucking you know, fucking drill a Maloney spear, bro. For that I'm one, still, you might need to fucking actually check your fucking ribs after that one. That brother doesn't fucking yeah. He, he put some heat behind that one. <laughs> uh, he did one in the class or in the fucking tournament, bro. That I was like, God. Uh, so Christian ends up stomping on his face, <laughs> throws him into the steps, and Adam gets busted. Bro, open were you worried process. at first when he stomped on his head, and then it was fucking Chris? I thought his skull cracked open, bro. I was like, Is he dead? Is he dying <laughs> right now like, in front of us? <laughs> we witnessing the end of times. Um. He hits uh, Cage. Then it, it, he takes control. He's the kendo stop. The kendo stick is in full gear. Um, he's driving the corner down on the throat. Uh, Wayne throws in some chairs. There's a chair set up on Copeland's neck. Cage locks in a Boston crab sitting Bro, on that, the chair. That spot was metal. The fucking Boston crab. The sitting on the chair, Boston crab on the neck. Bro, that's like. This is what I'm talking about, like, shit that people don't do. Like, I think we've seen, like, 15 fucking street fights where they do the same three spots with, like, a fucking trash can. That's why I didn't like the Uta match, because it was, like, trash cans and a few steel chairs and a few kendo, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't jack shit. 
Like you can do so much unique stuff with a table. You can do so much unique stuff with like with a chair. And granted, they are chairs yes. because that was their gimmick. But like, come on, like there's some stuff you can do. Willow proved it. Willow and uh, who was it? Willow had the street fight with where they did crazy shit. Like you know, like it's like. And it's it's uh sorry I got I started turning into a, a fucking modern one. No, it, it happens. This is that match did this to me too. I mean, literally the fire I think lit ignited in my shorts. Bro, Nick you know? Wayne was on fire in this match. No, no, literally on fire. Literally. Uh, so, bro, I'm glad we much... finally got a payout to the fucking we want fire chance, bro. Those cra- those fans are gonna remember that for the rest of their lives. Wayne uh, hands a metal rod to Cage. He starts swinging for the fences. Uh, Adam Copeland ducks, takes Cage down. He gets his revenge with Kendrick shots to the neck and the back. He applies the crossface. He nearly gets the metal rod. Uh, Christian Cage does, but uh, Adam wrestles it away. Choked him with it. Yeah, Adam stuck his rod in his mouth. Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, Cole, he lets the hold go. He goes for the ladder under the ring. This huge pop. Um, they, they, he sets it up in the corner. He hits a slingshot Choked on the ladder. Choked him with his face. He, uh, but it, it took too long to follow, man. Cage hit a kendo stick low shot, reverse DDT. And at this point, I'm like, dude, I'm just sitting here having a good time. I'm like, these guys get it. You know what I mean? They get it. Uh, he's uh, Christian ends up climbing the ladder. Adam cuts him up, cuts him off. He tries a superplex. Cage counters it into a sunset flip power bomb. Cage got the ladder as far away from the ring as possible. He goes to get the tables. Wayne helps set him up. Cage gets a, uh, he wants a suplex on the floor, but Adam escapes, tries a spear. Say it gets uh, countered again. Wayne made the save. Uh, Copeland hit an impaler uh, on the chair back in the ring. He wanted the concerto, but Wayne made the save, allowing uh, Cage to get a low blow for the two. That's when we start setting some shit up. Uh, a table's getting set up in the corner. Uh, Copeland leapfrogged a spear attempt. Uh, uh, that's another counter for keeping track. <laughs> uh, it pretty much results in that counter leads to Christian Cage getting hit in the face with a chair and speared through a table. <laughs> Shayna Wayne's there. She pulls the ref to the floor. The, the, his, his new wife has made, a, has made her introduction to the match. Copeland slowly goes after Shayna. Nick Wayne decks Copeland with the TNT title. A Wayne's world on the floor. He was sent back into the ring. Christian Cage had a kill switch for the two. Christian pulls out lighter fluid. He sprayed what Excalibur called the Homer Simpson-esque amount. He lights the table on fire. Cage told Copeland to go fuck himself. Copeland dodged, fought off Nick. He relights the table and power bombs Nick Wayne through the table. <laughs> nah, he didn't go through it. He power bombed him over the table, bro. That power table didn't even, didn't Yo, his even ass still caught break. fire. That's uh, true. Thankfully, he just yeah, he clips the table back in the ring. Copeland avoids the, the belt shot by Cage, hits a low blow, kill switch to get the pin and the title. Adam Copeland. And TNT champion! But, but wait. Long. But wait. He was celebrating with the TNT title. Killswitch appears from behind. He levels him with a lariat. He choke slams him and threw another chair. And he's holding a TNT title contract. <laughs> was, it's was, money in the bank! I was My like, God. there's no way we're doing a fucking mock money in the bank right now. So you're telling me. So add this to the lore database, fellas. 
If you have a contract, well, in no. AW, I mean, remember when when the what was it the 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 breach or not reach for the sky the uh, the the they made sure match. to add you can do it at any time. That yeah, was that I was did go back they and did check with Revolution this year, which I'm glad that they established an AW lore because we needed something like that. I know people probably hate that because some people don't like Money in the Bank, but I think. If you're gonna be the number two to WWE, you're gonna have to. Even even TNA did this with their like yeah, the Money in the like, Bank seventeen is, so briefcases good. for title shots it, it's in, every year. The like, Money in the Bank is an incredible concept. And, yeah, um, it could add drama and like and you can inject. It's you know what it is truly at the end of the day, it's an injection into a shitty show that you have at the end to make it worth it. Like honestly, a shitty main event can be yeah. solved by by Money in the Bank cash in. Like so, Kill Switch is going to cash in his his TNT title contract and. Christian Cage gets in his ear. He demands you give me the contract instead. He whispers something to Killswitch. That son of a bitch gets the contract. Christian Cage signs it. He gives it to the referee. The bell rings. Cage hits a spear. He regains the title. <laughs> Christian Cage. Bro's fucking hacking, bro. He's a and hacker. And Killswitch, they're celebrating up the ramp. And I, at this point, I'm, I'm actually laughing. I'm like, there's no way... Yeah, this we is gonna got, get panned by the fans. I have a feeling, but I, I this, actually think it works. We just here. got genuinely pump faked out of a out of an Adam Copeland title raid. But you know what? It so works for Christian Cage because, of course, he would fucking lose and still get the title. Some bullshit reason how? So that means we're not done here. We're gonna have another match. Um... Which is brilliant storytelling. Yes. We love to do threes. Give us so. another, dude, give us another one of these. I'm, I'm yeah, down. Please. Give us, no, give us the death match now or the unsanctioned match. That's what we need to go to next. We need to, Adam Copeland needs backup. That's what we need. Um, he needs the, to, to fight the patriarchy. He needs to demolish horses. I don't know. You name it. My God. Okay. That uh, was that. We're not going to talk about Christian Cage's title ring because, you know what, in the lore, we're just going to count these, all right? So you fucking, you guys he can save that. He never lost the title. What are you, you can talking save about? it for another day. Um, but uh, holy shit here, dude. The AEW Continental Classic. The first, the inaugural Continental Classic final. Eddie Kingston, John Moxley for the Triple Crown title. Holy shit. Um, I, I gotta tell you, there, there were moments during this match where I was just sitting there laughing, having a good time when they're chopping the shit out of each other. I mean, I'm genuinely just like, it made my night. Like I was having so much fun watching this match. The only other match that we've watched since we started covering this. That felt like this was when Brian Danielson took on Minoru Suzuki, and it was just like 13 minutes on a pre-show. But it was like, or maybe it was just like a YouTube show that they did. I forget, but like they did this 13-minute fucking slugfest, and this felt like there was like a section of this match that felt just like that match. It was crazy. Yeah, it, they were trying to. Do, it was a swinging Johnson contest, and when you add Danielson to commentary, he brings stuff that. I, you know, I think it's meant for people that are not wrestlers to really kind of see it from a different like point of view. Essentially, I always go back to there. There was a moment when it was in a post game conference. Uh, it was an NFL game, and someone was asking Deshaun Watson about a play, 
and he goes in to break it down on a level that it clearly no one in that room knew what the fuck he was talking about. But the people that did, they were like, whoa, how much goes into one singular play? I mean, he's breaking down what every single player was doing. And it's just like, there's certain things that Brian Danielson sees that we don't see. And he adds yeah, if that. Brian Danielson was a foot taller, he would have been an NFL quarterback or something, bro. Like, 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 you know, he, like... he adds that to the fucking, to the match. Like, ah, God, there were so many things he called out, but I just, I wanted to add that at the beginning, but I got to go to you, man. Eddie Kingston defeats John Moxley. He's the inaugural Triple Crown title. Emotions were high. The vibes were incredible. Just it, tell me how you feel about this and then and then your overall thoughts on the tournament before. Because uh, uh, on our upcoming show on Tuesday, we're going to do a deep dive into the tournament. But just right now, how are you feeling just about everything? Uh, the tournament, I send it. I said it to you as soon as this match ended. What a tournament. Like, incredible stuff. Some of the best wrestling we got all year was in these few months that we've been having this Continental Classic. Um, it's going to be really difficult to calculate that in the year, the year end awards. Don't be surprised if you don't see a lot of those matches in there because it's just so hard to contend those with some of the other matches earlier. And it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like, and we also like, what's crazy, Charlie, is we also had a year of insane television matches outside of that. So comparing those continental classic Mm -hmm. matches to those matches is so hard. So I'm not even really going to try. I think that's why I'm glad we're doing like a Continental Classic deep dive because we'll get a chance to probably talk about some of the matches that maybe would have made it in, but it's just so hard to consider them so late in the year when you've been like, you know, there's matches I've thought about all year that are on that list for me. You know what I mean? Like, um, but either way, um, the match itself, um, I'll get into in a second, but just Eddie Kingston, um, there, there's something right about him winning the triple crown. Um, because not just because of all the history with him and how much he loves all Japan and the history there and him being like his heroes, but Eddie, Eddie literally put everything on the line for this tournament, you know, like in storyline. And there were really no other stories to tell throughout this tournament. Um, and if you go back to when Eddie, I mean, I believe during, during John's title reign, right? Didn't he face Eddie at one point or was that before? Like, even if he didn't, like the point is, they had him. I believe they did have a match at one point. Yes, they um, they did. Yeah, where and, where Moxley did win. Right. So historically, this has been somebody who was in his mind better than him. Really, that's a lot of people that are in the combat club and so on and so forth. But like this felt like, you know, he's beaten Brian. He's beaten Claudio. You know, he needed to conquer this one last demon that is in the combat club and, and John Moxley, and he does here. Now we'll talk about the match. So we, we talked about the heavy chops. There was this one bump that Eddie took where he hit his tope and bro, just literally just headbutted the fucking goddamn barricade, bro. Like, I hope he's okay. God damn. <laughs> also, when they started the match, him and uh, Moxley were doing sort of like almost like an MMA stand-up thing. That was pretty cool. And they did like a little bit of grappling where they went for like, you know, um, like ground control and stuff like that. I still don't think that stuff always works in wrestling unless you have like legit like mma people doing it like i don't even know if it would work then you know like if you put ronda across from arena and they did that it would look good but would it look that good compared to like if they just did wrestling spots like i don't know but um anyway um yeah like i the the way i described the 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 strikes in this match charlie were bone rattling 
because that's what they were Ooh. doing. They were rattling the bones. Yes. Um, the other way I described this match, you ever see those videos, Charlie, of like two fucking bucks in the fucking woods just locking fucking antlers and just like battling to the death <laughs> yeah. or two oxes or something like that, that type of shit? Like this is like that, you know, it's just in human form. And uh, I wrote it in my notes as Eddie pulled off the unthinkable, but it's really not that unthinkable. This was really, when you look back on the tournament, the only ending that really made sense. And, uh, you know, Eddie Kingston going into the new year will probably put on one of the greatest title reigns of all time because that's just what he does, you know, like. Eh. I've already seen David Finley talking some shit. He posted a picture of him holding up Eddie's two titles from before. Being like, huh, is this your champion? Like, it's already happening with New Japan. Players in New Japan, man. Like, it's already happening. Um, Yeah, this match was truly... It... it when I The night was made by these last three matches, and they were all so different Eddie should send other. a video into New Japan. You know how they have, like, usually got the American people that will, like, the, or, like, someone will send a video that shows up on the pay-per-view? He should have one on Wrestle Kingdom, 1,000%. Yeah, I, w- I would be down with that. I think that'd be cool. Um, So, really, I couldn't go to a more deserving guy. Um, I I have a really good feeling about where the state of this championship with being on Eddie Kingston's hands and the one we're about to talk about. So, uh, yeah. Look, if you guys are interested at all in more of our Continental Classic uh, talks, we're going to be... You can catch us on Tuesday, Wednesday, wherever it is, and uh, depending on what part of the world you're in, I, I, I always like to clarify because we have a lot of people that listen. The majority of people that watch our show, it everyone's in different time frames, and they're completely different than us. So, yeah, I'll look forward to that for our uh, Eat Sleep Elite this week. Okay, here we go. The main event, Samoa Joe defeated MJF to win the AEW World Championship. Um, in our pre-show today, I, not, you, not to you and completely. I... I want yeah, to say, forever ago, when Samoa Joe first showed up in Ring of Honor, I remember saying that the first championship you should win in AEW should be the world title. I just want to throw that out there. I have a long memory on this stuff. I just I just wanted to say that really quick. And uh, it, it it's really cool that Samoa Joe... God, he deserved this. Uh, if you guys listened to our pre-show today, we we went over like hundreds of reasons why I felt like this was the moment for... How did this guy never win the world title in WWE? I'm sorry. I, dude, I... It's great balls of... I still go back to this. And, and when I think about Samoa Joe, I think for the rest of my life, I'm going to think about what, that moment. How did he not beat Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire? They had it. They had a new main event guy. This was it. His NXT run was incredibly successful. But you know what? AEW's not going to let him down, and they didn't. He's had a lot of shit thrown at him this year. He was CM Punk's last match in AEW. He he vacated the Ring of Honor Television Championship. He had feuds with Wardlow that just felt like, I mean, we were talking Warjo. I mean, it, it felt like shit was just going oh my, really... Wait, was Warjo this year? Please tell me it wasn't this year. Yes, it was this <laughs> no. year. Oh, you no. know what? From and, War and, Joe to fucking and I think champion, he did. bro. Let's go. I think he did hold the TNT title for like two weeks. You remember that? Oh, yeah, like, he dude. did because he lost it to fucking Darby. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this – Samoa Joe has had a long year. 
But we go back to this. When Collision came out, and I, I, I feel like I have to mention this. He was treated like the final boss. Something changed when Collision came out. Samoa Joe became the biggest heel, like, outside of MJF at the time. And it just, it really worked. You know, he's, he does all these storylines. He goes, he, and every time people like him, this time it made the most sense. And it, it just, it happened to be the perfect mixture of MJF's title reign. What had to come to an end for a multiple reasons. Well, there was a FIFA select update we'll get into in a minute here, but just kind of want to talk about, uh, catch your vibes now going into a new world champion here before we get into the match. Uh, how are you, how are you feeling? Like, I guess you kind of already alluded to it, but it, uh, our seventh ever AEW world champion, um, so, uh, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, CM Punk, MJF, and now Samoa Joe. What a fucking lineage ever. they have so far. It's incredible. Like how many legends are on that list? Unreal. All, all but, of uh, them. Literally all of them. Like But uh how how are you feeling? We got a new champion and we'll we'll get into the stable after this, but yeah. Talk to me. Yeah, we'll get into the devil and the disciples or whatever they're gonna be called. Like fucking the the new kingdom or something like that. Like I don't even know, kingdom. but like um the the king the, the the king the devil's kingdom. I don't know anyway. Um but yeah, uh, Samoa Joe as, as world champion, it's been something we've been saying was going to happen inevitably for a while, you know, um, and I'm really happy about that. I'm really excited because that means we're probably going to get Joe on TV pretty regularly with that title. I, I can't imagine he's going to want to stay off TV being champion, you know? Um, yeah. And I and, love hearing him talk. Oh, agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much to say outside of that. Like, I'm really glad that they decided to go this way. Um, with that the select Same. update that you talked about, I'm interested to, we'll get into that in a second, because the big story coming out of this is the stuff with the devil. Obviously, it's a huge that we have a new world champion, but I think that we kind of both had reached the point before this show where we were like, yeah, I think he's probably walking out with the title regardless of what happens, you know? Um, which made that made it more about the devil shit which even tony khan knew and addressed in his media call you know what i mean so like um so i say we get into the match which i actually don't have yes. that much written about so we can kind of you can give your thoughts on that yeah yeah i, I got um, some i got some bookend stuff here okay yeah so hit that and then we'll talk about the the post-match stuff yeah so the match itself mjf was the omega baby face here this was he was literally uh, the white meat baby face, right? So he was, there was no evil here. Um, Adam Cole makes his way to the ring. By the way, who was that chick in the entrance video? She was, uh, they uh, apparently Max did some crazy shit. Apparently. And, uh, my man. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, Adam Cole. Makes his way out, and Alex Pulowski of Fightful had a fucking brilliant tweet. And I, I, I forget the exact wording of it. I sent it to you, but it was like, uh, ah, yes, to throw off the scent. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. Why is this guy so good? Nah, bro. Uh, somebody chalked it in the fucking tweets underneath that because they they pointed out that Adam Cole was it all black, bro. They fucking chalked it. <laughs> so good. Um, so we open up with uh, early eye pokes right away. Um, MJF's charging at Joe in the corner. He gets hit with a Uranagi on the bad shoulder. And it's Samoa Joe and MJF. Of course, the story they're going to tell us about the shoulder. Because why wouldn't it be? 
right? The, the last two matches were, were Swingin' Johnson contest and I want to kill my old best friend. Actually, I guess they're both kind of old best friend killer matches, but still. Um, this match, it was all about, yeah, I'm going to beat the shit out of you because I know you're hurting. And, um, yeah, the shoulder was, was the main focus here. Uh, Smojo's trash talking Long Island and he's punting MJF in the bad arm. He's no selling a chop from the bad arm. God, I love shit like that. You know, MJF in his brain, he just, he, he's trying to go with what he knows. So he, even though the arm hurts, he chops him, but of course it doesn't hurt Joe. He hasn't got enough fucking power behind it. Um, he hits his signature combo of an atomic drop, big boot, and a running senton into the arm. MJF escapes an early muscle buster. He uh, low bridge Joe to get enough time to get, recover. There's some pin attempts that happen. And something I want to note here. MJF goes for the kangaroo kick. Duke, it was fucking countered. I thought that was sick. I Have we seen this move countered? I can't recall no, it's it being been like countered. One of those, uh, those like you know those uh, moves you can't reverse in two K twenty three. Like you right, know, it was one of the, it's been one of those moves for him where the unreversible <laughs> offense. You know where you just get you know where you know the ones when you're playing online. I know we don't really play those games online, but yeah, and uh, yeah, I gotta tell you, I I was I was really digging it. Uh, I was like, um. To me, that was like, okay, the motion of the match has just changed. <laughs> so, uh, he hits a slingshot over the top. MJF tried to skin the cap, but he, eats a, he ate a charging Joe boot. Joe hit a Topian Death check, Valley check. Driver. Okay, sorry about that. Yep, we're back in. Out. It's getting a new, I think it's getting my audio again, so I think we're good. Yeah, perfect, perfect, I hear you. Um, he had a Death Valley Driver back inside for a two. A running German, dragon suplexes. At this point, he's just laying the beat down on the hometown hero here. He brings MJF to the apron, and he hits a fucking violent, disgusting muscle buster onto the edge of the ring. And Adam, yeah, Cole, I called it the hospital trip muscle buster. <laughs> Adam Cole is in shambles watching this happen. Or um, was he? Or was he? Um. So he ends up. Uh, bro, will Bryce ever get a main event that he doesn't get to take a bump in, bro? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it was, uh... Why does everyone hate Bryce Remsburg so much, bro? MJF gets brought back into the ring. He ends up kicking out. It just took too much time. Joe goes for another muscle buster. Couldn't hit it. MJF escaped. Drove Joe head first repeatedly into the buckle. Really cool spot. He bites Joe. He wants a kangaroo kick. It fails. Joe kicked him out midair. I'm like, dude! Uh, he went to... Joe goes to the second rope. MJF cuts him off. He wants a Death Valley driver, but his legs give out. Too much meat. He uh, connects hey, a flush. Yo. Connects a flush on a double stomp to the arm. Uh, delivers a heat seeker for the two. MGF wanted another. Joe avoided it. MGF rolled through. Applied salt of the earth. Joe rolled through as well. Got an arm breaker of his own. MGF got the rope break, but uh, Joe locked in the uh, uh, near record. And uh, I always fucked that one up. The rear naked choke. That's when we get the Bryce bump. Um. MJF cracks Joe with a low blow. He's and the way they set this up, Joe was on the top rope when he hit the low blow. So that allows MJF to get him on his shoulders. Boom, F5. Nice pop from the crowd, too. Referee took too long to recover. Joe kicked out. MJF wanted the diamond ring from Adam Cole. Son of a bitch can't find it. Son of a, I was like, no way. 
No way. Is this how they... Oh, and then he finds it. But it's too late. You got the Kukina clutch. MJF uh, nearly got the uh, WrestleMania 8, the fucking Brett Piper mania kick out of the corner spot for the two count. Joe reapplied the choke. MJF faded. The ref dropping the arms three times. The third time, it actually lands. Samoa Joe wins the fucking championship. The crowd is speechless. There was like a, a, a second delay. People are like, what? And then the pop hits. So it's like, oh shit. Like no one realized the match was over. Joe got up, celebrated with the realization finally hitting. Joe went uh, to the back of the AW world title. He was already chirping at motherfuckers on the side. The crowd starts some bullshit chants. And dude, the vibes were fucking high. And, and by the way, something I want to note here, even Bryce, when the fucking match was over, couldn't believe it. Like, he sold that shit so well. And if you go he back in the history of the matches in this title ring, <clears throat> there was a time when MJF was cheating so much that this motherfucker tried to fast count him a couple times so he'd lose the title. You know what I mean? So the the journey we have all gone on with MJF, it's just incredible. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And let's talk about that journey now before we get into the devil. Um, so... MJF wins the championship at Full Gear 2022 against John Moxley. It was truly an awesome fucking match. It was, it felt like a breath of fresh air in AEW, and we really needed it at the time. We needed a new champion, a young champion like MJF too. It was really, bro. Really we nice. were in our second phase of everything is falling, but like before we've been through like <laughs> like every week of that for like the next year. Like before we realized how bad it was really going to get. Like we were in that second, third phase of that where like everything was up in the air, and CM Punk was going to be gone again for a while, and just we needed somebody to step in and be that fucking champion. And it turned out to be MJF. Turned out to be MJF, and. uh about three weeks later, he has his first title defense on Dynamite 167. Winter is coming 2022, where for the Dynamite Diamond Ring 2022 final, MJF defeats Ricky Starks. What an awesome, awesome way to kick off his title Arguably, reign. arguably not to spend too much time on these individual matches. The thing that set Ricky Starks on the path that he's on now. I agree, because it, it, that ended up being what set him off on having such a special 2023 where he right away opens up at the Bullet Club Gold Feud, you know? And he builds on that, and he builds more and more. He becomes a focal point of collision, this and that. Yeah, Ricky Starks, this set him off on a path to where he's a champion going into a pay-per-view today. Even though he didn't defend the belt, but still. Uh, about three months pass by. MJF is locked in a feud with Brian Danielson, where at Revolution 2023... There's a 60-minute Iron Man match between MJF, Brian Danielson, where he defeats him in extra time, 4 to 3, 65 minutes, 15 seconds. Without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best matches in the history of AEW. Uh, 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 MJF's first match on a pay-per-view of the year was already a match of the year contender. If you didn't realize the reign we were getting after that, you're just a yep. fucking idiot. Like It felt like... And it, there were moments where people it, people made a lot of great pitches for Danielson to win this title here. And, you know, it's it ended up being for the best that he didn't. And um, it's, this set off MJF again on a path that was really cool. We we jumped from that unbelievable match to we get the, the, the four pillars feud for double or nothing where MJF has a four-way match where he defeats Darby Allen, Jack Perry, Sammy Guevara. 
There's a lot of really special moments in the build to that. The build of it actually ended up being really fun. And um, the match itself delivered. Now, the build went a little too long, but the match itself entirely delivered the four-way. Everyone had great moments. And, um, you know, sadly, those other three guys, they, they, they're kind of, you know, all stuck in certain spots of the card. It didn't elevate them permanently. Not not a single one of them gained at all from that. So overall, not that much of a success, but, uh, from what it was at the time, it worked out, I think. Yeah. And it pushed on, it pretty much pushed Jack Perry to become the heel. And, uh, you know, that led to. You could say this match led to CM Punk leaving AW. Fuck it. Thanks, Max. <laughs> How about a month later at uh, Forbidden Door 2023, MJF defeats Hiroshi Tanahashi. This match was perfectly fine. It wasn't over the overwhelmingly spectacular. It was just a fine, fun match, you know? Um, four days later on Collision number three, MJF defeats Ethan Page in Ontario, Canada. Really, uh, it was nice to see Collision bringing in the AW World Champion. It was so fresh at the time, you know. And uh yeah, this was uh this was fun here. Ethan Page got some cool spots this year. This this is one of them. Then we begin the Adam Cole storyline, the best friend storyline. They're doing tag matches, they're doing this and that. Really, his title reign takes a turn for what ended up resulting in the finale of it. Right? That's safe to say. As he became friends with Adam Cole who little did he know what a son of a bitch he was. Well, if we look at it in full context now, yeah. because of defeating Adam Cole this first time, it set in motion the death of his title reign. He just didn't know it at the time. He was getting played for months after months after months after months, and he just didn't know it, you know? And maybe Adam Cole didn't know it until much later. Maybe he didn't want to be in the shadow of Max anymore. There's so many layers of story that you can tell from this. Yeah. Adam Cole's promo on Dynamite is going to be fucking electric, you know? Like It is where the main event of All in London 2023, MJF defeats Adam Cole in a 27-minute match. That was just awesome. This in was front a, of 80,000 people. This was an incredible, incredible way to end the first All in London. And, um, yeah, it uh, at this point, the title reign, I mean... I mean, it's, is it fair to say because of how many people saw it, that's got to be the biggest wrestling main event outside of that North Korea show of all time? Like, I mean... It's definitely, in terms of people seeing it live, it has to be, right? At least one of them. It's top five for sure, if not top three. Like, shit, that's, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Those two get to say they had that. That's fucking insane. I mean, there was a co-main event, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, the main main event. About four weeks later at Dynamite Grand Slam, MJF defeats Samoa Joe by referee's decision. This was a good match. Um, Arthur Ashe. uh, Yeah, this... MJF, his title reign, it's just, it's member, it's membered by, it's remembered by nothing but just good matches. There's not a bad match in the title reign. It's, it's maybe the most perfectly protected title reign they've ever had in AEW. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Flash forward five weeks later, Collision Episode 20 is a 30 minute main event match against Kenny Omega. In fucking... Again, Uncan- again uncastville continuing to have match of the year candidate after match of the year candidate i mean just because if you guys don't expect mjf to be all over our fucking awards this year i don't know what to tell you like like he just he was going out there just because uh a week later 
like 10 days later, he defeats Daniel Garcia, Dynamite, 214 in Portland, Oregon. Fun, Just a fun little match. The story was told between Rampage and Dynamite. That's all it needed to be. Daniel Garcia was fed up. He knew he deserved a shot. And MJF felt like he earned a shot. And then um, 10 days later, at Full Gear 2023, he defeats Jay White in a 30-minute match. This was the most overbooked match of his entire title reign. Only because they did some fucking unreasonable shenanigans. Yeah, and the build to it and felt before. so natural, too. Like, it felt the, like it was yeah, the build. needed to happen, and then they built to it nicely, and then they fucking just shenanigans the hell out of it. Like that was That's the only match that, like, truly felt weird. And then he loses it in Samoa Joe in 17 minutes, so. Yeah, this was, uh, I, I think, easily the best AW World Championship title reign. I, I shouldn't say easily like that, because then it's like, well, what do you mean? It, it's just in terms of match quality and how long it went, I, I enjoyed so many different storylines within this um, within this title reign that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very happy with the end result here. So... Yeah, guys, 406 days as AEW World Champion. It's pretty fucking nuts. All right, let's talk about the devil. The devil was revealed. MJF, uh, Adam Cole's checking on MJF post-match. Four of the devil's henchmen appear at ringside. He holds back Adam Cole, who screamed for them. The, the, uh, the devil's henchmen are screaming. Or they're holding MJF. They're holding Adam Cole. Adam Cole's screaming for them to hit him with the chair instead. Right as the henchmen turn to hit Cole, the lights go out. When they come back on, Adam Cole is sitting in the chair like a fucking badass. He puts his hands through his hair. The henchmen are by his side. The henchmen reveal themselves. The fucking camera cut misses it. You, oh, you, oh. Wardlow. Fire the switchboard guy again. Wardlow, Roderick Strong, and the new ROH Tag Team Champions, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett are revealed as the henchmen. It's the new group. MJF's pleading for an explanation from Cole. And Roderick Strong hates this fucking knee that should send shockwaves across this goddamn earth. Followed by a Wardlow powerbomb. Cole brings out the devil's mask. Stands over fallen MJF. He's got his new buddies to end the show. Um, That Roderick Strong knee was fucking perfect. Roddy's got some of the best knees in the business. That's why we need a Roddy and Kenny Omega. What's match crazy is just... too is they never let him do shit like that when he was in the WWE. It was insane. Like they just even in NXT, they were just like, nah, just tone it down. It's like why he's like, awesome. Dude, let this man cook. I, I like just let him when he would do it. It'd be so much fucking fun. Yes. And um, so is it shocking who's the devil? No, no. It shouldn't however, be, though. It's too complicated however, if you do anything else. I'll be honest. Exactly. Like, it, like if they debut someone here, it, it, it raises a whole other lineage of fucking questions. Having it be Adam Cole, while that is, you know, in a sense, predictable, it makes the most sense, and I'm okay with it. Having it be the four guys that they chose makes the most sense, but I'm glad they went with it. Because you know what? Wardlow's had some really good fucking promos lately in these vignettes. Warlow's a badass, and he he is that guy was fucking killed losing his last TNT title reign. It it literally he was sky high and he went to just bottom of the fucking depths of hell, it felt like. Now Wardlow is in a group that 
I, I have a really good feeling about. I, I know there there is a lot of people that have really probably never seen Matt and Mike, right? So they're they're gonna be like, eh, these guys. Really, you're gonna go with Mike Canellis from WWE? Like, really? Who's Matt Taven? Who the fuck's this guy? Who's his giraffe? You know? Ah, Matt Taven. And um, I think they're gonna set a lot of people. Um, uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna change a lot of people's minds. Adam Cole has last tagged with Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. It, it was in Ring of Honor, June nineteenth, twenty fifteen, where they faced Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and AJ Styles. What a, what a fucking match! First of all, but fucking which we might have to go back and watch on Honor Club at some point. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Like holy shit! But like, um, almost ten years. That's crazy. Yeah. By the way, shoutouts to fucking Tony Khan. We finally have some Ring of Honor wrestlers as Ring of Honor tag team champions, for fuck's sake. The kingdom holding those belts might be the fucking best thing to come out of this, fuck's sake. Honestly? Um, nah, Samoa Joe's champion. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Samoa Joe being world champion is so fucking cool. Um, But yeah, we have a new group formed. It makes the most sense. And I think they nailed it, man. I, I, I think... I think they needed to have this go over well. It leaves a lot Adam of questions. Adam Cole was the safest pick you could make, I think. He was the safest the... pick. And you know what? That I think that's okay in this situation. I because... think Perry would have been booed out of the building, but I think that would have been pretty safe too because it's one of the ones people predicted. Perry would have been annihilated out of the building. It would have been ugly. But I think it would have worked overall. Like He would have just come in with mega heat, Yeah, agreed. You know? I, like... I think he's talented enough, and you surround him with those kind of guys. He could have made it work. Um. But yeah, so let's uh, read this MJF update from FIFA Select. And it, the headline is MJF is expected to have time off. MJF is no longer AW champion and needs to heal up. Many that FIFA sec- many that FIFA spoke to immediately following AW World's End said that they expect MJF to be off TV for a while immediately. If not almost immediately, MJF had sustained a plethora of injuries during his AW title reign, but was adamant that he wanted to see it through. MJF is often influential in his own creative. There's always a chance he could insist on his absence not happening, but it's expected internally. MJF has has long said that his AW contract is up at the start of 2024. He's not told anyone any different, but WWE sources have claimed that they've not had conversations with him, though there was interest as recently as a year ago. However, most in AW believe he re-signed well over a year ago, even though he'd never admit as such. Adam Cole, Roger Strong, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Wardlow were revealed as the devils during AEW World's End. So, I mean, he obviously needs some time to heal. <laughs> no, get MJF on that fucking megalodonic chronic and get him back out there. Uh, get him on the juice. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, this is cool. Um, I, I think the vibes are going to be new going into next year. We have Eddie Kingston, Samoa Joe. We got some big boys holding the championship. I think that's going to be cool. We got Julia Hart, Tony Storm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think now we just need the tag titles to get back on track. Like, seriously. They announced uh, another match they announced was FTR versus the House of Black, Malachi Black, and Buddy Matthews on Collision. So, 
Yeah, I think that's if you get got. those teams involved, great. But, I mean, if you don't, the, the tag titles, I mean, I'll tell you what I was telling you earlier, which is that it looks like they're setting up Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho to go after Ricky and Bill, so. Yeah. Eh, we which might we have a little bit need. a little while before the tag titles get back into a, a good state, but um, that might be just a good holdover tag feud to have for Revolution, although that'd be a long time for them to be tied up with Jericho and. Long, uh, time. yeah. Ricky no. already did that. You know I, mean? I think like, these titles should change hands before Revolution, man. Like let's let's uh let's make these things focused on television for a little bit. Um, other than that, thank you everyone for hanging around. If this is your first time ever checking us out, hit that little follow button on whatever platform you're on. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, we will be back Tuesday, Wednesday, wherever you live, with our normal run of the mill eat sleep elite covering the most recent week in wrestling. We will be, um, January 3rd is going to be our second annual AEW Awards show. That's uh, always a blast. January 4th, we're going to be covering Wrestle Kingdom 18, which literally comes on in the middle of the night for us. So that's going to be fun. Uh, We're going to be doing a post show on that. And yeah, it's going to be a fun week for us next week. And again, uh, thanks for checking this out. This was a fun show. And Samoa Joe is the AEW World Champion. Wait. What was that? Wait, you know what I just realized? What's that? Two guys named Joe from Samoa are champions of the world. Oh, shit. Son of a bitch. You know what, Wardlow? You just got put into a fucking uh, a team in the main event. Take us home, Wardlow. We'll catch you guys. For Eat Sleep Elite.